0: Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And welcome to episode 117. Depending on when you hear this, this is the last episode of 2022, and so we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, the the trends that are going into 2023 from the "What's Popping" section as well as what lessons that we learned from the blueprint section and how are we going to apply it to 2023 or what do we want to bring to 2023 based off all the things that we've uh, talked about on the podcast. And then, you know, this or that section where what comes first when we are building our brands and businesses for the new year Moose, how are we feeling about this episode?
1: man some 50 something episodes later 50 something lives later lots of research lots of lessons it's gonna be fun recapping this man and taking the best out of the bunch
0: let's get into this intro kids from queens cut from a
2: different cloth now joining forces, helping you to elevate your
0: personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never-before-seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all in one streaming platform that allows you to stream to Facebook, now Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, all your favorite platforms, while allowing you to do audio isolation, video isolation, text, transitions, the whole nine to be able to produce an amazing, whether pre recorded video or Live stream experience. Go to slash ecam That's e-c-a-m-m. I believe yes, e-c-a-m-m for your fourteen free, fourteen day free trial. I'm messing this all up, but you know what I mean. Me. Anyways, Moose, how are we feeling?
1: Man, feeling pretty good. Man, feeling pretty good. Excited to uh, to bring this thing home. And ring in the new year. So things are, uh, things are wavy overall.
0: Are you a New Year's resolution type person?
1: I haven't been. Honestly, mm-hmm. the last uh, last couple of years, I haven't been. I've I've been using my birthday. I think I told you about that. I've been using my birthday more as that check mark. Yep. And so I haven't really tied into new year, new me. Nothing against it. I, I try to, of course, encourage any opportunity for growth. But not so much resolution i think more so strategies around all right what's gonna be the next the next phase so uh, yeah so are you
0: so you're the type that's like only on your birthday is like new year so when new year happens it doesn't trigger anything
1: yeah i think there's that fresh start that comes with it but it's kind of weird because in the beginning you have a little bit of tiredness from all of the the holiday running around and all the craziness. So you go into the new year and like, all right, I'm I'm supposed to be going, but I'm a little tired. So you figure it out. But the birthday, I think it's a great time because you strategically set it up, like, okay, hold up, birthday's coming up. Let me set this up the right way. And so you actually start a new a new birth year with more energy, which feels more in line with what a new year should feel like. So I like the birthday, the birthday new year.
0: Do you have do you have new year dinner like? I always like knowing how you celebrate certain things.
1: Oh, so no, actually, yeah, I, n- I noticed that. That's like, so you, you don't do Christmas, right? It's like that's not a thing.
0: <laughs> well, New Year's is not uh, like a religious thing, so yeah, yeah, I was no, like, no, no, do, no, that's you, real, that's "Do you real. celebrate that that's too?" Real. Like,
1: but but there are some cultures who have different, like Chinese New Year is at a different time. It's not on the traditional New Year, but you know, uh, but no, for us, man, we actually. It, so growing up. Uh, people who are Middle Eastern might probably relate with this, but Santa Claus for us came on New Year's. Nothing to do with nothing to do with religion, but it was just this this sign of the New Year's like, oh yeah, Santa comes on New Year. So, so for as long as I can remember since we were young, there were always some form of party happening on New Year's. So New Year is is a big deal. It's like almost Christmas and New Year together. So yeah, we typically we sure you know try to have a little fun, dance or something. And go out and, and have a good time.
0: Okay. Look, see, see, you gotta ask the questions, people. You gotta ask the questions because he was just gonna be like, New Year. Shout out woo-hoo. to y'all. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> what was woohoo.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like New Year. Woo-hoo!
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I am more of a Christmas baby than a New Year's person. So uh, Nine out of 10 times, I'm probably going to have a nice dinner and then fall asleep. Uh, and which is so weird because I'm such a night owl. But for some reason, for New Year's, I go to sleep early.
1: Mm-hmm. The weirdest thing. really.
0: Yeah. Like so I you're think not I, up till 12? Not really. It depends on who I'm with. But um, I'm probably going to be home for New Year's. So eh, I'll probably be, probably be asleep. I'll be like, OK, next day. And it is what it is. Now, of course, I know with the people around me, there's going to be a whole new energy and that. And so uh, we shall see about how all that goes and transpires. But for me, uh, New Year's is a, a relaxing, chill day. Uh, watch. I- I've seen the ball drop too many times. It's not super exciting to me. Um, yeah they all look cold the performances aren't as good as they used to not be Not as good as
1: they used to be that's yeah. for sure yeah And
0: not as good as they used to, so i'm not looking forward to anything so it's you know it's definitely eh. but you know let us know how you are uh celebrating your new years um moose is going to eat and exchange gifts and i'm going chill and go sleep early so you let us know how you celebrate new, your New Year. Shout out to all the I'm, I'm throwing a party type people. I didn't get an invite. So that's why I'm going to sleep early. So yummy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying yummy. Yeah, but let's get into this episode. Of course, the what's popping section is sponsored by Deeper Than The Brand. Deeper Than The Brand, the number one content branding community that shows you how to confidently and authentically build a brand, grow social media presence, and build digital wealth. Go to deeperthanthebrand.com for more information. Now, in the what's popping section, we are going to go over from a social media trending point and a business trending point. When it comes to the social media side, Instagram put out their trends for 2023. And there's one that I found very interesting, which goes towards uh, the community and participation section. So verbatim, right? They said, and this is going more towards the Gen Z uh, generation, right? Because they, they starting to get coins in their pockets and they are starting to make a little bit more waves. So we have to pay attention to what Gen Z is actually doing, right? So, In-person experiences will drive community between creators and Gen Z fans. Gen Z social media users are excited about uh, realizing their digital relationships. Look at me reading bad. Nearly a third of Gen Z users look forward to in-person experiences like creator conventions, meetups, greets, all that great stuff with their favorite influencers. So what does this mean? Uh, We got to go outside, people, right? I think the pandemic allowed us to stay inside and create the relationships. But now that all that is over, now people are wanting to go and meet the people they've been watching for so long. So in 2023, Instagram is actually encouraging, hey, how can you create that in-person connection, whether it's meetups, events, events? um conventions whatever you want to do you go to event you let your followers know that you're going to an event possibly do something with them whatever you want to do for your community shout out to deeper than the brand we had our first uh virginia meetup in before i even read this so it it shows that people are are cool with you online love you online but the connection will be deeper and probably grow the loyalty even more with you doing more in-person stuff. Now, another thing that I found very interesting about is that mixed media will rule content creation. So what does that mean? It says, the next gen expects your favorite influencers to branch into new forms of media. For example, over 40 percent of Gen Z followers want to hear podcasts from their favorite social media creators in 2023. So what does that mean? Uh once again, that deeper connection, that long form, that different kind of perspective, is what your audience is wanting. So, yes, the content that you have been creating before is dope, but now what? What are the different media experience that you're going to be giving? to your followers so they can get to know more about you and get to hear more about you. That's why it says 40% wants to hear about podcasts because that's a longer form of, of audio or longer form of content that allows them to hear your perspective in different topics, different niches, different trends. And that's all they want is just a different view of you. So when we're going into 2023 i'm not even focused on instagram even though this is what this came from this is two important parts where it's saying meet your people outside of the phone figure out how to make that happen whether it is local whether it while you're traveling how can you make that happen letting certain people know hey i'm here who wants to go to lunch this then and i know this is going to Uh, make introverts nervous. I get it. I understand. But you probably are attracting other introverts too. So it won't be so bad if you think about it, right? So how are we planning in-person experiences for our followers? And then how are we uh, switching it up for 2023 as far as creating different content just for our audience in the top of the year or sometime in 2023.
1: I mean, wow, oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, You know, switching gears into uh, the business side, man, it's, it seems as though things are only going to get more technological, if I can say the word, even though it sounds funky. So according to Forbes, accelerated digital transformation will only continue going into 2023. What this means is that transformative technologies like AI, augmented reality, VR and AR, cloud computing, blockchain, and even super fast network protocols like 5G are going to completely transform and revolutionize how we do business. And so if you have or if you didn't ride the bandwagon when COVID happened in 2020, in 2020 and everyone was going from say their natural ways of doing things to jumping online, you're really going to fall behind the eight ball going into 2023 because more of these services or technologies are popping up and they're actually becoming more accessible to the everyday user. You see, there was a time when new technologies like this come up and they're only available to big corporations with big pockets. But now a lot of these services are showing up under a SaaS model, which is really services uh, that are available to the masses, and they come at very economical cost or economical price. And so they really put you in a position to make use of the daily mundane, say, boring tasks in your business, and they allow you to upgrade your systems and your processes or processes. So uh, definitely something to look out for and start to think about it, man. I was just really having a conversation literally in the last two days and saying to myself, what are the top 10 things I can delegate to uh, a VA or an assistant that can that can work with me, right? And I'm already beginning to think about it. And now when you start combining in some of these tasks, I know that Nikki had put me on to uh, an AI uh, technology, ChatGBT right? Phenomenal tool, really. I actually messed around with it quite a bit. But something like that, you think about how much more that's going to help to accelerate certain workflows and take out, again, some of the the, the pressure or even cut down on time. So those are great opportunities for us going into 2023. So in short, if you're someone who uh, typically resists change and is against going more modern, more tech, just know that 2023 or maybe the hope was to say all right it's it's a phase it's going it's going to come and pass in 2023 it looks like it's only going to accelerate because ai is uh making some great headway and then of course the metaverse i don't think that that's going anywhere either i know there have been talks in the beginning of this year we saw it really rise there was a lot of interest going in that direction and then it steered off a little bit with some of the issues that happened around facebook and meta but uh, it, it's it's still where most people are headed towards. So when you talk about immersive experiences, that's another reason why something like that or a technology like that is going to come back in the mix. So y'all keep uh, y'all keep your eyes on it and and definitely try to uh, integrate some of these technologies into your workflow as best as possible.
0: Facts. Well, well, take y'all notes on what to bring in for 2023. But, of course, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't talk about things you could live without. And we're going to do pretty much uh, a meme version from all of 2023. We got top three memes uh, that we're going to ask, could you have lived without? So the first one is when Kim Kardashian said that we needed to work harder. Get us up and work. It seems
1: like nobody wants to work these days.
0: That's so true. You have to surround yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environments. And show up and do the work. Yeah. Um, Was... Could you have lived without Kim Kardashian telling you to work? OK, uh, the second one is the infamous Usher uh, meme that was going over, over and over based off his his little uh, tiny desk concert. If you I don't know, just for my audio people, you, when you hear it, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, they did memes about this over and over again about everything possible. Could you have lived without seeing Usher doing something with his his hands and saying watch this? And then uh last but not least the slap, the infamous uh slap. Will Smith, Chris uh Chris Rock. But it being turned into memes for every single thing in the world. If you're watching the video one, it literally says me trying to enjoy my weekend and Will Smith is Monday. Now, there was some (laughs) really crazy ones out there. I think this was the most um, decent one I could find and pull up because some were just very disrespectful. So out of all of that, uh, which one for 2022 could you have lived without Kim Kardashian? The Usher or uh the slap. Moose, what what do you pick?
1: Man, those are those are some uh some some pretty tough uh things to choose between. Mm-hmm. Uh I gotta say probably Hmm. I think I'm gonna go with the Usher. Cause that one, that one really, 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 really went on for a minute. So okay. uh yeah, I've had enough of the Usher meme for sure.
0: Okay. I ain't mad at that. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. Uh I'm gonna go with Kim Kardashian telling me anything to do about work. Mm. I'm actually okay with that. I'm I'm good. Um not knocking her in any kind of way, but it's just her approach about it. Her approach about it I could I could do without. That's just me. I'm I'm okay. Uh the slap was of course Going to get memed up. I'm sorry. It was inevitable. It happens. It's it's a sad thing. But it is what it is. So y'all let us know. Kim Kardashian, Usher, or The Slap. What would you pick? One, two, or three. Drop it in the comments. Let us know. Um, put it in the reviews. Leave us a review, by the way. Nice little plug. Leave us a review, whether on Apple uh, Podcasts or Go into Spotify and leave us a, I think it's a ranking or something like that. You kind of has stars and things like that. So do that for us. Okay. Now we're going to do some, a little bit different with the blueprint, since this is somewhat of a recap, right? So I i asked most, uh, out of all the things that we have gone through, right? What is something that we are going to bring in to twenty twenty three. What lessons? There's a lot of lessons that we've we've both learned based off just doing the podcast. But there's some that may be good for just this year or that season that we were covering it. But then there's some that kind of just should go with us pretty much to the next year and pretty much to the following year. But definitely next year, right? So uh, Moose, I know you you picked the. Um, a clip, and I wanted you to kind of, you know, frame it up real quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And and I was I was on this mode for uh, quite some time, but uh, just in just to set it up, man. The the one of the founding members of Rockefeller uh, Biggs uh, was doing some interviews, and and I came across some uh, some of his clips. Just in the philosophy that went into building what was now known or what is now known as one of the top brands uh, that was ever established.
3: In the beginning, we definitely wanted to uh, birth entrepreneurs, right, by uh, setting fire to that path and leading the way. At the time, we were trying to think about how to make the artists coming up, bosses, so they could have their own record companies and music labels and then own staff because at that time we knew we were transitioning out. The young men and women, they was able to feel more relaxed and then feel comfortable getting into a role of leadership themselves. And we also gave a lot of, uh, you know, uh, lead way for these uh, young women and men to do their own things and have their own ideas. So everybody that worked for us is either a vice president or a president at a different uh, (laughs) record label music company. It's just crazy to me. I'm just happy for everybody, you know. Even the street team, you know, I'm looking at now, they have real estate companies and things like that.
1: Yeah, I really wanted to highlight this because it it completely transformed and even revolutionized my mind in terms of how I look at other people who are joining the team. I think there was a, a period where probably many of us thought about it this way, where you hire and you delegate the things that you don't want to do. You almost look at other staff members like that, right? It's like, oh, I don't, I'm, this is no longer within my pay grade, or this is distracting me from doing the things that I'm really good at. And so I'm going to distribute that task to him and her and him and her. When I listened to this interview, though, it put me on a completely different wavelength because it helped me to understand that you hire to build leaders, Mm -hmm. you hire to position people or develop people so that they can one day take over what you're currently doing at the highest level, become an extension or expand and scale what you're currently doing to the next generation or the next wavelength of whatever that may be. And it's actually a good thing when people leave you and they take higher positions elsewhere. We've always looked at, man, I can't believe so-and-so left. It's like, no, that's, that's actually a great sign that you have a farm system or you have a company culture that every single person who walks through is going to become an automatic superstar in whichever industry or path that they go through because they've come from your philosophies and your values and the way in which you do things. So I really just wanted to highlight that one for that piece there, man, in in terms of allowing us to think about who we bring onto our brands, onto our businesses, and not look at it from this, say, insecure, self-centered way of what's in it for me, but how can I really help this person go to the next level? And just by doing that, my brand and business will benefit because I have one of the best in the business associated with my company and organization.
0: That's good. I I think for me, that one just laid the blueprint of like making sure that everybody that's on the team becomes successful. And I think because of my background, I really haven't, seen that, where it's more of the one who, of course, works the hardest becomes the most successful and things like that. And of course, that that, not to say, when you're in this company, you're given the uh, given everything not saying that, Mm -hmm. but that there are different pathways and different opportunities that are allowed for everybody for success. And not just with the intentions of just keeping you or the intentions of me, 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 me. And when you have time, go do what you do. I think this one shows, because if you can show their, uh, if you could create a mindset that helps them in the long run, create their own in the long run of, being able to hold their own, then it actually allows them to stay longer. It actually allows them to want to work with you. Where um, others is more of, okay, I already see that. That's where that whole, I'm not going to build for other people. You know, I'm not going to build their dream and not build my own. Honestly, I I feel like that came from a bitter place. That's just me. That's just me. <laughs> I feel like they came from a bitter place because I don't I don't fully see anything wrong with building uh, dreams up. I'm not going to put ownership to whose dream it is. I, I think if you have a really good company, if you have a really good brand, the, the original dream becomes our dream, right? And our mission and what we need to do. It doesn't necessarily become into this person's vision and this person's dream, because you're not necessarily taking the input and the care of other people. So with how he's talking about it, it's more like I'm going to give you the opportunities. I'm going to show you from this level, but then show you how that's transferable to other levels and other things that you may need to do. And then, uh, you're pretty much set if you stay with us or if you don't in their cases, they actually like stopped. There was no more of Rockefeller and those Mm -hmm. people who came out of him were still good because everything that they've learned from one uh, situation was transferable to all the other things, some way in shape or form. So it's very important to learn about those transferable skills that can then apply to your own brand and business. Facts. Hey. So this next one is uh, really hit home when we went over it because of the position that I was uh, in. Because as most creators, we want to create. And then we understand the need of Creating a business and making, uh, making money and and having that legacy and that whole nine. We're not not at ten times. We just want to create. And when we create and we focus on creating, it's really dope, right? It's very hard to focus on creating and the business at the same time. So we had to bring back uh, a clip from Issa Rae speaking about that because she is the queen of, uh creative ceo of our time so let's see what she said
3: you balance being a creative and a ceo
1: i hire
0: well that's how i balance it honestly and i trust who i hire i don't think that it's possible to be a a ceo a great ceo and a great creative i'm just gonna say that Uh, I think that you need help and you need to, that that balance that you achieve is in the people that you trust. Because I realize, like, for me, I have to be able to focus on one to be great. And it's a full, both are full-time jobs. I have looked up in one year and realized, oh my gosh, I've only done business and I have not created anything new. And that makes me feel bad. And that's literally... Where I was probably a couple of months ago of like I felt really bad for not being so much in my creative bag where I understood that certain things I'm not supposed to be doing uh like I have to delegate it, but that some of that in order to get the business to continue to run was uh, was some of some things that I really enjoyed to do. Right. But if I continued to focus on that in that season, not saying I couldn't go back to it, but in that season, then we probably wouldn't be uh, we probably wouldn't have made the dent that we did when it comes to deeper than the brand. Like there's a huge momentum now, and it is because I gave up creating certain pieces of content when it comes to even my own personal page, gave up control of certain platforms when it comes to a Nikki and Moose side, because it I wasn't having the time to think for one of where both the uh the podcast and the uh as far as the company goes as well. So there was a battle because I'm like, why if the reason that I got into this is now being taken away, what was this for? But then I realized that There's seasons for everything. You can either one concentrate on the business side till you have the momentum that it needs, that it can run and you have the right people. This year I've, I've hired, uh, an assistant. So that was pretty dope. Uh, shout out to Alana. And, um, so now we're having the right people on the team and, It's almost getting to a place where I can get back into the creative side a little bit, right? But I'm also okay with letting some of that go because there's now a deeper meaning and there's a deeper purpose of why certain things are moving the way they do when you concentrate on the brand and the business side of it, right? And not not. Necessary, the creative side so much though there is a lot of things I still do create because that's just the natural person that I am but I also understand that I can't get so engulfed in that if I'm trying to run if I'm trying to have impact with my brand and have a very successful business so for 2023 I'm definitely going to find those that balance of CEO creator, like business side, fun, creative side and finding that balance, finding that pockets, understanding that maybe this quarter, it got to be all about business still. But next quarter, you can get into your creative bag because then we can take that part and then turn it into the business side too. As long as it always connects with each other then that makes sense. I can't just create just for random creations anymore, at least in the season that I'm in, the creations have to then be connected to the business side. And I still have to find fun with that. And I, and I do nine out of 10 times I do. So that's not going to be a big task, but that's something for 2023 that I want to bring in. And there's a clip with, uh with Nip that also talks about, you know, the importance of separating those tasks, right? And uh, the creative side, because even he was struggling with that.
2: You got to stop it yourself. You take your mind out of creative mode and you kind of get in mechanical mode.
0: You
3: listen to yourself.
0: Yeah. Like and then, yourself. yeah. And then you, you just doing rewind and playback. <laughs> that type of thought process is different than like fishing for words and trying to like tap into a
3: cadence. It's a different part of the brain. So it can kind of conflict doing both. So I, w- I would just like, Try to not focus on the record part. Have like a real setup process where it was like a three-button thing and try to stay tuned in to the
2: delivery of the lyrics.
0: So the last thing I'll say is that your creative side can get very distracted with the task and the business side. So don't try to force it so much. There's, Of course, there's a season where you have to, but when you're out of that season stop because the the time that you give to your creativity with true freedom and no distractions will create better results than trying to do everything on your own
1: man there yeah, that's so good that's so good I, I love the the part that you spoke to talking about the different seasons and I think the the piece to add to that is to not have, The guilty association that comes with it because you have to sacrifice one in a given season and so if you're balancing the hat of ceo and creative sometimes one does have to take the back seat but don't beat yourself up for saying man i was in my ceo hat this month or this season this quarter and i feel terrible that i couldn't be a creative i think in a lot of ways it's it's the maturity of us Almost coming to a level of awareness and recognizing that I'm just one person, though. I'm just one person and I can work hard and I can push myself. And by all means, that is important. But you're going to get to a point where you're going to recognize some of it is just unsustainable. It's unrealistic, maybe not even completely worth it if you have to sacrifice so much of, say, your mental and physical well-being to try and push both at a very high level when you can do the thing that Issa Rae is saying in hiring smart. And, and, and it's one thing to hire those people, but it is a completely different thing to have the trust in them that they're going to do it or you're allowing them to do it. And so that that's another step further in, in, in saying, okay, I know you're going to do it differently because I will tell you, most of the people that you hire, they are likely going to do what you do differently. Granted, considering you can give them trainings and methods, but they're different people. They have a different perspective. They have a different uh, set of experiences that allow them to see the world differently than you. And so sometimes they may not fully understand the reasoning behind why it's done that way. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. And that's the part that I think we need to hang on to, that you have to allow yourself some time for these collaborations to really nurture, grow, and develop, or think of collaborations or even working with other team members giving them the time to fully grow and come together where you start to ebb and flow in understanding the reasons behind why you're doing what you're doing i just thought of that song these are the reasons so yeah <laughs> give it a give it some time man give it some time i think uh don't beat yourself up for it but that's a great lesson i'm i'm in that mode right now nicks
0: Eddie, please find that song. Isaiah, please find
1: that song. Such a good song. Such a good song. Such a good song. (laughs)
0: Um, And the next lesson, I think, definitely hit both of us. Um, And we covered it not too long ago, to be honest with you. Uh, But it's something that is stuck in my mind uh, like two times, to be honest with you. And that is truly understanding the creator economy. Uh, I think we are all creating some type of content that we are able to monetize that we're either sleeping on or we haven't really fully understand how to leverage the audience and the followers that we have, regardless of the amount, we still have to be fully uh, knowledgeable about what is this creator economy. So we had to bring back that blueprint step-by-step and kind of break it down how we're going to break in, how we're going to bring it into 2023.
4: Started with merch. Channels would slap their logo on a shirt or hat or sticker and sell it. Some people bought these, but often just the most devoted fans. Creators adapted their merchandise more into clothing lines. Logan Paul, for example, runs Maverick Clothing. With clothing brands competing against other clothing brands, this operates more like a business than merchandise, so creators often find this strategy far more effective and sometimes competitive in performance versus an outside sponsor. Logan Paul claimed his brand made between $30 and $40 million in its first year, while our channel might expect to profit around the same $11.2 thousand from promoting its clothing brand as with an outside sponsor. Taking this to the next level, the predominant trend of the past few years has been creators launching fully-fledged businesses. Mr. Beast started selling burgers cooked by Ghost Kitchens on food delivery apps under the Mr. Beast Burger brand, which has since expanded to over 1,000 locations in the US, Canada, UK, and UAE. Across the board, what creators have found is that not only do they get to keep more of those three cents per view, but also that a given viewer is more likely to convert into a paying customer when the sponsorship is presented as promoting their own business rather than the highest bidder.
1: Oh, we'll
0: start this because I don't. E-
1: Man, this is th- th- honestly, I think that might have been the best clip of the year. And I know mm. that may seem crazy. That is such a good in-depth breakdown of just a comparison of A to Z between how the two work together and where the creator economy is today. That's such a good clip. And I think more and more you, you're seeing, say, the Paul brothers, Mr. Beast, and you're seeing many like them explode in the business world. I mean, just think about this. A YouTuber, someone who started on YouTube at 12 years old has now a billion dollar evaluation or at least was offered that amount. That is bananas. Do you, do you understand that? They're li- that's crazy to think about. And so it's funny, I, was, uh, I had a friend sent me uh, a clip from Patrick Bed David, and shout out to Patrick Bed David. We featured him on our podcast some time back, but he was saying that the most valuable skill set in today's economy, it's not the salesperson, it's not the person who can sell, but it's the person who can market. It's mm-hmm. it's the marketer. It's the person who knows how to uh, build trust and relationship with someone or an audience. And then of course, get them to buy into the idea, the vision that they have for a select product or service. And so more and more, I think watching this example between the Paul brothers and many others like them, this is the best time for you to uh, put deposits into building that community of yours, really nurturing your audience and building a trustworthy relationship with them. The cool thing is the way marketing and branding has been taught for so long, and it's still this way, is that you have to start with a niche demographic, or there has to be a core select problem that you're solving. What we're seeing now is that you can get to a level where you can jump into other verticals. Mm -hmm. A YouTuber jumping into the hospitality industry and Developing a a chain of burger restaurants, right? That's unheard of really in the past in terms of marketing. You wouldn't really see it happen that way. We've seen it happen in collaborations where maybe you were on the face of or you were on the box of a a cereal. I don't know, something like that, right? With athletes and things of that nature. But to, to see it happen this way, where you're not accepting the collaboration, but you're making the move to expand your business portfolio simply because of the relationship that you have with your core audience and community that I think is a game changer for the business world. And that's the piece that I'm taking away from it, that we all should be walking into 2023 saying, what can I do with my message, with my content, with my brand so that I can develop the deepest level of community or the greatest relationship with those in my audience because that is going to be a huge asset for you in the next move that you make.
0: That's, that's facts. I, going back to the What's Popping section, also in that Instagram trends of 2023, they spoke about the, you know, the financial side of things too, where uh, Gen Z are actually going to be very intentional in 2023 to monetize their brand. Right. We have to understand the different avenues and different ways to make money off of the thing that we have created in this digital world, period. While other people have figured it out and figured out how to leverage, some of us are still just doing it for free and getting the reason why you're getting annoyed with the algorithm hitting it in, in certain ways and not getting the follower account and not getting the engagement is because you're not even leveraging to make money. So you're really just doing this for numbers. You're not doing this for mm. anything else. So now, yeah, you're concentrating on the numbers. Now you're you're wanting to find reasons to curse out YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter because there's no other results that you are getting from it. So we also went back to a clip that we talked about with I Am Athlete, where Brandon Marshall, Marshall, shout out to him, um, broke down how he monetizes the podcast. So even with one piece of content that we created, right, how is it applied into this creator economy?
2: need the traditional networks anymore. And so now it's like, okay, let's study Pat McAfee. What is he doing? How's he repurposing content? He shoot one show and now it's repurposed on 10 different platforms in an hour. Audio, video, tour, boom, boom, boom. So now if you have the template, the game plan, the blueprint, and your content sticky is good, follow the blueprint. You can take this show and you can monetize it in so many different ways. I got audio, I got video in other distribution. I got YouTube. Maybe we do uh, a linear deal with a HBO, a Showtime, and an Amazon, a Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Then you got Snapchat, Instagram. You got TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. But making money though. There's so many different things to it. Hmm.
0: So, we we have to get in that mindset and get in that system of okay, what project am I going to create in 2023 that I'm able to monetize? What, and then thinking a step further. So what I loved about that creator blueprint was not only did they settle on merch, they made a fashion line. Not only did they settle on making money from different platforms, they started to create products and services, right? Uh, And what is it? that we can create that allows it to be successful because of our influence, because of our, our loyal fans and followers. That it doesn't necessarily need the same machine as the McDonald's, the uh uh what's a fashion thing? Planes, since we're gonna talk about Rock Nation, Rockefeller, and all that stuff, planes and, and, and Tommy Hill figure and things like that. It doesn't necessarily need a machine. The machine is content. The machine is what this person's platform has already produced. So you're you all are creating different platforms that is its own machine. How do you leverage the machine that you are creating and not downplaying it to where you're looking at other people's following and other people's so-called success and saying, hey, I'm not there yet. And nine out of 10 times people who are saying sold out or so many left, and th- that's all a marketing tactic. That's all to give that FOMO uh, feel, fear of missing out. So in 2023, it's more of mastering and understanding the creator economy if you are creating content, if you are taking your brand and your business to a whole new level because the machine that you are creating with your platforms is going to be as powerful as some of these other retail spots, as some of these other uh, companies, because they actually look for us, aka content creators, aka normal people, to do content for them because they lack for that. So, content creator blueprint is a must. For 2023. Whoa. Whoa. And of course, let us know. Y- y'all have listened to our podcast. Uh, shout out to the new people. Get ready to binge on it. We've we've done about like two years or so. Two years of podcasting. I don't know. It's a yeah. lot of a lot of episodes, over hundred. So uh go check that out. Find some of the your favorite clips. And what are you going to bring into 2023? What are you going to bring into the new year and and apply it to your brand and business? I mean, and then, of course, we have to talk about this or that where uh, me and Moose may have different perspectives. And this one, I feel like we will because I'm feeling a certain kind of way based off a certain event. Um. And this time, well, first, let's talk about our sponsor. This or that is sponsored by the Flight Assessment. Discover your personal superpower and learn how to use your superpower to become a master communicator, strengthen all your relationships, and develop the self-awareness you need to fulfill your highest potential. Go to flightassessment.com and get that assessment today, okay? Now, for this or that, open question. Very open question that I would love to hear everybody talk about, but definitely Moose. When it comes to preparing your brand slash business, because your brand is your business for 2023, what is the first thing we have to do?
1: Hmm. Man. Such a long list of things to do. Right. But I think, I think uh, just as a listener of this podcast, as a contributor to this podcast, I would be crazy to say uh, anything but uh, reevaluating your content and community strategy. Hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I think there is so much value that I'm seeing in, in being able to generate and create content that builds the essence of community with people in the platform that you choose to create on, that, that that is the key driving force or factor behind everything business. And so if you have a disengaged audience, if you don't, uh, or, if you're, or if you're creating content that no, that no one is really resonating with, you're not going to get the eyeballs and the attention on the product or service that you're trying to market and, and obviously build a business around. So I think in short, because I also want to play chess and not checkers. And I want to hear your answer first. I'm going to keep this one simple and say content and community strategies. First thing off the bat going into 2023. I like it. I like it.
0: Um, I'm going to speak on it from a different level of for 2023. And some people will think this is in a more personal side, but. You know, majority of the times we cover things from a personal branding side that then becomes uh, empires and that whole nine. And based off uh, some of the recent events, a.k.a. the passing of uh, Twitch, um, and y'all know how much I love Twitch. We did like a whole segment that Twitch followed me Mm -hmm. and everything like that. It was it was a big whole deal. And to see how what we quote unquote believe was success in his niche what we quote unquote believed as happiness of what he was building he had uh, a dick sporting goods uh partnership like he him and his wife had clothes going Like he was making a lot of money off of social media just to dance, just to do what he loves to do. Of course, we known him for uh, different dance situations of So You Could Think You Could Dance. And of course, uh, what majority of people know him as being the DJ on The Ellen Show. If we don't have us together as a person, like if we don't take care and and I'm so glad that, you know, the Flight Assessment is is sponsoring this part of things, because if we don't know how we move, how we react, what are some of our triggers, uh, when things are getting very overwhelming with our brand and our business, how do we get out of that? Um, yeah, we talk a lot about teams. Yeah, we talk about a lot about delegation. We talk about a lot about scale and that whole nine. But when you're in the midst of those things, it, it, the lessons go away. You know what I mean like some of the things we we go through like yes people have told us time and time again we tend to resort back to how we what we know of things. And that's why it's so important to practice that self-care and that that self-awareness and understanding the different scenarios that we possibly could be dealing with so that when it does hit us, we know how to react. We know how to move. We know how to get ourselves in a in a way that it could be a little overwhelming, but it won't be too overwhelming that we are missing a step, that we are not ourselves, that we are actually... Um, in a state of mind that has no true control of who we truly are, right? And so for for the first thing on my side, when it comes to 2023, when it comes to our business and our brand, it won't run if we're not running. It won't do any type of good. It won't scale. It won't go anywhere if we're not whole. And yes, we're going to go and and I know a whole bunch of y'all that next year is probably going to start off really wrong. And it always happens. It's like, all right, (laughs) 2020 something, you know, you're going to start off like this. There's always somebody It's like, it starts off crazy. But if we are doing different things and whatever your healthy outlet is, if it is, if it is prayer if it is meditation, if it is working out, if it is writing, if it if it's some type of art, if it's taking a walk. I don't care. Follow what works for you. Listen to other people's different ways. Try it, but find out your like self-care formula so you can be able to be yourself. In different situations for when you do grow, for when you do scale, when you do start building out your empire. That's the thing. Like, like I said, that Twitch thing messed me up. Like I I got text messages throughout the whole day like, yo, have you and just to to find out that it was suicide and to find out 24 hours prior to he did a video that. My man was dancing, and it's like, we really swear that these, and he had millions of followers. Crazy. Millions of followers. What we think is success. Just, just had a, a nine-year wedding anniversary four days prior to. Mm. What we think is happiness and success if we are not taking care of of ourselves, of our mental. Um, and I think we went through an episode about that, where it's like, yeah, what is the training that we do to increase our mental strength? Mm-hmm. Like that is really, I'm going to ask y'all again, what are you doing to increase your mental strength to be able to survive in 2023 because these years don't get easier doesn't get easier but it it becomes maintainable as we learn how to deal with certain things so then when we maintain things then it seems easier because we know how to maintain it
1: Mm -hmm. so that's what i'll say yeah yeah that's that's a that's a that's a good word how about that? That's a good word. Yeah, we've, uh, we spent some time yesterday in the community also talking about the same thing, man, just because uh, I think it, it happened. There's at least once a year that something like this happens that makes everyone say, oh, shoot, this matters. Yeah. Or, oh, shoot, no one is bulletproof. No one is exempt from this. There isn't a tax bracket, a follower count, uh, a profession that is Proof or exempt from the possible challenges of what mental health can provide. And so I think more and more, I'm I'm really happy in a sense that the conversation is becoming more of a consistent yet regular dialogue where people can at least have the opportunity to do it. So uh, someone in the community shared with us that the uh, suicide prevention hotline is 988, Mm -hmm. right? So similar to 911, 988. And I just want to add and say uh, that I think there's a tremendous amount of courage uh, for those who reach out for help. I know sometimes, you know, you think that the person asking for help is actually the weakest amongst the group because it's like, oh, what? You can't handle your own business. You can't wrap your own mind into things. I actually think it takes a lot of courage to reach out for help because uh, just the, everyone is putting up a front and saying, no, I don't want to reach out for help. I don't want to do this. I want to do this. And so to to be able to put your ego aside and say you know what no I, I think I think I need to make the call. Uh, I just want to say definitely there's a lot of uh, of course courage and strength in doing that. So if you need to help man 988 and uh yeah. Thanks.
0: Well, well people but depending on when you hear this. Happy New Year. Okay? Happy New Year. Um it's it's going to be a very, very interesting year uh, for, for the both of us. And so we're just excited that we get to do it with you guys. So, of course, follow us everywhere uh, at Nikki and Moose. We are going to do a really dope uh, after show. Uh, I got a kind of a topic that Moose inspired. Uh, shout out to him that he doesn't even know. Um, no clue. Yeah. Uh, of, <laughs> of not caring and just build people just not mm. care and build. We'll talk about it. Uh, this is where I get in my little venting mode. And then uh, because that's what happened yesterday. But. Got to go to the after show to hear what I'm talking about. So go check that out. Um, Moose. Final words.
1: Yeah, tomorrow isn't promised. You know, tomorrow isn't promised. And please, whatever you do, leave your baggage and your troubles at the door. You know, they say that when you're traveling, uh, extra baggage you have to pay for. And I think the cost is becoming very expensive considering where we are today. So uh, happy new year to y'all. We love you. That's it.